Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the INFJ Whisperer podcast, where I dissect all things INFJ, you are not alone anymore. There are others like you. 
Hey guys, I hope that you guys are doing amazing wherever you are in the world. I apologize about the background noise. Someone's doing construction nearby. I hope it's not too disturbing. Um, I thank you again for all of your subscriptions and for all your comments and for all your support. I've been getting a lot of amazing messages from you guys and I just am really grateful. In this video, I want to speak to you guys about how there is a lot of not only shame, and I've spoken about the shame spiral that INFJs go through. If you guys are interested, you can go check that video out. But there's also a lot of guilt in INFJs, and that's something that we really, really, really need to be careful of because it prevents us from living a completely full life because we're always feeling guilty for you know, everything we are, everything we do, everything we have, all of that. Uh, for example, when I was a really, when I was, when I was a child, when I was really young, I think I was about four or five or six or something like that. I mean, like I was just still a baby, and I realized very early on in my life that there are people on this planet who are very lucky, like me. Um, you know, I had food in my belly, even if it was not enough sometimes, I still had food. Um, I had clothing, you know, I had uh, shoes most of the time. And I had parents, you know, that took care of me. I didn't have to work in a factory somewhere. And I went to school, um, which a lot of people on this planet have, don't have the luxury of going to, right? Um, also, not only that, I had siblings to play with, really amazing siblings. So, you know, I had playmates, which is really nice. I wasn't by myself, uh, which is a, an INFJ's worst nightmare as a child. So pretty much, like, all in all, my life is pretty cool. I was very lucky, right? And I realized that fact very early on that I am one of the luckiest people on this planet. And I realized very early on that there are a lot of people on this planet who do not have any of those luxuries that I have. They don't have enough food in their belly. Um, they don't have clothing. They don't have parents that love them or take care of them. And they don't have the luxury of going to school. They have to go work as a child and a lot of other things, right? I mean, there's a lot of different things that made me realize that I'm very lucky compared to a lot of different people out there, right? And as soon as I realized that fact, and I was very, as I said, very young at the point, I realized that, you know, I am for some reason placed in this life rather than some other life. And that really irked me, that question of why. Why did, why did I get to live this life, right? Um, this luxurious, easy life, easy enough, whereas some other people have to live a really hard life. And that question of why was I born into this life and why not some other life, that question came into my head very early on as a child. Like I actually started thinking about it, I think, I mean, as soon as I was like six or seven or even ten years old, I don't remember exactly, but I, I knew that I was still going to school, like middle school at the point, when I started thinking, you know, why me? Why did I get to be so lucky? Why do I have this life and why not other people? Why do other people have to live a harder life than me? Why do I get to live an easy life? What made God or whoever it was that chose to give me this life? Why did they give me this life rather than something else? And those people who are living a really, really hard life, why do they get to live that really hard life and why not me? And so what was the reasoning behind it? That question bothered me a lot, a lot. I thought about it all the time. And because of that, I could not, I, I was not able to enjoy my lucky life. I wasn't able to enjoy the fact that I had great parents and was able to go to school. I'd always be feeling guilty about it, always constantly be feeling guilty about it, thinking, oh my God, I, I, I should, am I even allowed to enjoy this? I mean, there are hundreds and millions of people on the planet who do not have such a great life and they're living such a hard life. And even children like me who are working in factories and 
smoking in, like, I mean, smoking in, um, smelling in or breathing in really, really crappy chemicals, toxic chemicals are killing them and giving them all sorts of diseases and dying early and all that stuff. I and mean, you know, you guys already know all this stuff. And so um, the main question in my head is always like, do I deserve this? And if I don't, then why, how can I enjoy it, right? How can I enjoy it? And so I spent a lot of my time feeling guilty about it. And a lot of my time making my parents feel bad about it. Because I was like, well, I wish we should give more money to charity or, you know, we can't enjoy this. You know, there, are, there are people on this planet who don't have this luxury or we can't enjoy that because blah, 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 blah. Like, we can't go do this because, you know, I'd always be talking about all this stuff. And they'd be like, you know, just chill out and just enjoy it. You know, why do you have to think about all these things? You're a child. So that's something that I think comes up with us as animals very early on in life. When we start thinking about these kind of bigger issues earlier, early, early on in life because we see the injustices in life and we see the inequalities. And we realize really early on that, it's not fair. But then also we also realize very early on that life isn't fair. You know, some people get to live very luxurious, awesome lives. Some animals get to live really luxurious lives. I look at the animals that are living in India on the streets, and oh man, they're treated crappily. I mean, they're, people throw stones at them all the time. They beat them up, you know. They live a really hard life. And then I look at the dogs that are living in the US, United States or in Canada, and, you know, they have their own prams and they're they're wheeled around or they're carried around and they're, they're given all these treats and they're, you know, treated like gods. And so I wondered to myself, I used to wonder to myself, you know, why? Why why do these dogs who were born in India get to live such a terrible life or have to live such a terrible life? What lesson are they learning or what did they do in their past life to deserve this? And then the dogs in the U.S., they must have done something really good in their past life to deserve such a luxurious, god-like existence, Right. So that's a question that arises all the time. And now, as I'm living this amazing life where I get to live in the jungle and I get to live my ideal life, I'm so lucky, and I know that I'm very lucky. I'm one of the luckiest people on this planet. Again, the same kind of feeling of guilt comes up in my head where I think to myself, but do I really deserve this? What did I do to deserve this? Like, Why do I get to this, live this amazing life as an INFJ, as a person, as a human being, as a female, as an Indian-born female? There's a lot of women in India who are dealing with a lot of strife, a lot of, a lot of domestic violence, a lot of abuse. Or, I mean, they have hard lives. But for me, I'm living in luxury and living a really, really easy, thank, thank you, universe, really easy existence, right? And so why? Why do I get to be so lucky? And why do they get to be so unlucky? You know? So this kind of question pops up in my head all the time. I mean, I think about it all the time. And the only thing I can do or I do right now at this moment in time is I give back as much as possible. So... I give my time, I volunteer a lot, you know, I give my money, I do a lot of different charities that I believe in, um, and then I give my time in this way where I'm always con- con- constantly giving um, feedback or, or through my podcast, through my writing, and through these uh, videos, right? And so I try to make sure, in my own head, I'm trying to balance out the scales a bit by, by giving some of my luck away, by, you know, kind of giving some of my, my wisdom away or my whatever it might be, whatever I'm trying to give away, I'm trying to balance the scales up. And I think this is a very INFJ trait because we're always trying to balance out the scales, always trying to balance it out. And the balance that we're kind of seeking is something that's in our head. It isn't something that you can really personify or quantify. You can't say, okay, this 
they say today I did this and today you did this, so I'm gonna you know, balance out the thing, balance out the scales by giving you this, right? And we do this all the time, this calculation in our heads, right? If someone does something nice for us, we think to ourselves, oh, the scales are not balanced. They, they did something nice for me, and I haven't done anything nice for them. For example, if my friend recently gave me a pen knife as a, a housewoman gift, right? Very simple. He's like, it wasn't even worth a lot. Just take it and don't give me anything in return. I just wanted to give you something. But in my head, I'm thinking like, shoot, he just moved into a new home as well. And I didn't even think about giving him anything, you know. Oh my God, I'm a horrible person. And he thought of me and he gave me this gift and I feel terrible. So the, the scale, the balance is off for me in my head. Now, of course, for him, it isn't because he's not crazy like me. Um, and so he's not thinking that at all. But for me, instantaneously in my head, I'm like, boom, okay, I need to do something about it to balance scales out. Now, not, not necessarily giving him something back, because that would be false, because that's not something that I thought of. I would just be copying him. So that would not be something that I would do. I would perhaps um, cook, it, cook something, some food for him or, you know, do a dinner with him or something like that. I mean, I would balance the scales, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, what tit for tat. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, you did this for me, so I'm going to do exactly the same thing for you. No, that doesn't make sense in our head either, because then it would be like giving someone false praise. Just because they praise us. We don't do that. You know, we're not just going to do it just because you did it, right? But we have to balance out the scales in our head. So we always have to balance out, okay, you did something for me, and I, and I haven't done anything for you yet. Okay, I need to do something in order to balance things out, right? And the same thing we kind of realize in every other aspect of life, because we are majorly about justice and equality and fairness in general, like about everything. It doesn't no matter what the situation is, we're always thinking about, okay, how can this be more fair? How can this be more just? How can this be more equal? Right? How can this work out in a way where where I am not above someone and someone else is not above me? Right? Well, everything always has to be equalized in our head. And the justice or the, the scale that we think of might not necessarily be someone else's idea of justice, right? But in, if in our heads we, we've achieved justice in that manner, then we're fine. We're like, okay, cool. I can breathe a sigh of relief, right? And so what I'm doing right now with my life, you know, the, the amount of stuff I'm giving back and the way I'm giving back, I feel good about it. I feel phew, relief. I feel okay. I have an amazing life. I feel very lucky. I'm so grateful. You know, I've always been very lucky um, considering I've come from one of the poorest countries in the world, also one of the poorest castes in the world. Um, my family's been very low caste, as I've already said. And so in that term, I've always always realized that the fact that I'm living this crazy life where I'm equal to a lot of the people that I, um, that I can't believe I'm equal to, that people back home would never be considered equal to, unfortunately, that, you know, I'm living this life that kind of boggles my mind, makes me realize that I am very lucky. And so I'm always trying to balance out the skills, but all the stuff I'm doing right now really helps me believe that I am balancing it out, right? Now, if someone else looks at it and says, oh, well, that's not balanced, it doesn't matter to us. Like, If in our head we figure out it gets balanced and we've done everything that we can, then okay, cool, we'll feel good about it. Um, the reason I also wanted to do this video is I really want you guys to remember that guilt is one of the most useless emotions out there. And I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it, but I still feel it. I'm not saying that you guys should, are going to be better off than me in that regard. But I want you guys to remind yourself, and I do this to myself as, as well, every single time I feel guilt, I think to myself, this is a useless emotion. It is draining me, and it is completely useless. There's no point to it. I'm not going to get anything out of it. The person uh, in front of me is not going to get anything out of it. So how about we actually do something useful with our time, energy, and space, my mental space, rather than just feeling guilty? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of 
mental capacity. Yeah. So every single time I go into that guilt spiral, I stop myself instantly. I say, okay, this is a waste of time. I'm not going to feel guilty about this. Yes, I'm lucky, but how can I equalize the situation? So I hope that you guys can kind of pull something out of this video and maybe kind of use it for yourself. And also, hopefully, if you guys are feeling guilty for something in your life and you realize that, yeah, it's an INFJ thing, I mean, you feel shame, you feel guilt, because we're always thinking to ourselves, you know, we want the world to be equal, and it is not. And unfortunately, that's the case in this world. It's never, not never, but it's very rare that it is equal. The unfairness that is prevalent in this world is a part of the world, I think. As soon as long as human beings are alive, I think unfairness, inequalities, and injustices will be apparent. That's just my opinion. Okay? Alright, I hope this makes sense to you guys. Thank you so much for watching. If you guys have any questions or comments or feedback, let me know. And I shall see you guys in the next video. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. If you want to put a face to the voice, you can check out my YouTube channel, Boom Shaka. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.